Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Wednesday. It is February 13th. Oh, no. Wednesday Uh-oh. the 13th. Dreaded. You know, that's bad luck. That leads to February the 15th. And Friday the 15th. Ah, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Math is hard. God damn it. Now, Calendars. tomorrow is Valentine's Day. <laughs> So this is your last it chance is. to make your plans for your lady love. Do you do special stuff on Valentine's I'm Day? I'm taking my uh, wife to dinner tomorrow well, night. that's nice. Because we usually, we haven't recently. Yeah. Once you get into the kids zone and family stuff and thing, people are running around, usually I'll take both girls out and we'll just get a real casual meal someplace. I haven't done anything nice for my wife on Valentine's Day in a few years. That's nice. So I thought I better step up. And so I uh, did nice. the whole thing, made the reservations, got a babysitter. Panda Express. We're going to go out to Panda Express, get some of those sweet ass <laughs> egg rolls they offer there and enjoy ourselves at the food court. <laughs> Maybe stop by the Gap, get some new V-necks. Get some Dairy Queen for dessert. So, uh, no, we're going to a place where you actually sit down and what? waiters and everything. Yeah. What are you doing? What are your plans? We never do anything for Valentine's Day. <laughs> but I, I'm stuck with Valentine's Day and then three days later is Tracy's birthday. Oh, well, you can't. You're only one man. I'm, come on. You can't be expected to handle exactly. both of those holidays. In three days? And then Christmas just happened? Come oh, on. Oh, my God. The weight must be crushing I'm taking you. Her, I'm taking her to a hockey uh, to Kings Capitals game on Monday. Oh, yeah. That's for her. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's her treat. Happy Valentine's uh-huh. Day. Yeah. You won't like that at all. <laughs> God, Eddie. Come on. Something. I'll get her a hot dog or a pretzel or something. We'll split it. Well, you're a sport. You're going to go Dutch? <laughs> You're not going to make her foot the whole bill? <laughs> Maybe. I uh, hope you're going to do something special with someone you love tomorrow. If you don't love anyone special, then just love anybody. Love yourself. That's right. Well, you'll be surprised as we get into holiday or holidays later on oh, today okay. in the show. That's actually going to come up. We'll talk about that. Speaking of today's show, it is a good one. I know I say that every day, but I like to think they're all good. They are. I know today's especially good because we've got Banksley. He is our theme park correspondent from Attractions Magazine. We're going to be talking to him about all the new stuff that's happening in the theme parks, including some secret leaked information about what that Star Wars ride is oh, going to be like at Disney. I heard it's like supposed to be like 25 minutes long or something uh, like that. Banks said in our interview that I'll play in a little bit, closer to a full half hour. Wow, that's crazy. But part of that is while you're in line. Walking through. See, it's very smart. They ah, have expanded it out so that, well, I'm giving away the whole interview oh. here, but uh, they've expanded it out. So that while you are waiting to get into the actual ride you're ride, there's stuff. a lot of stuff going on oh. in the experience uh, while you're waiting. I can't wait. So it's very wise. So you don't mind the five or six <laughs> the five, hours. seven hour wait. That yeah. you're waiting in line there. Also, it is Wednesday. Oh, damn it. I know something good happens on Wednesday. It's a one hit wonder. You're goddamn right! <laughs> it is. It is one hit wonder Wednesday. I know I say this again every Wednesday, but this one is... This is the one? This is this is the one. This one has a really cool story to it. I'll tell you right now. I'll give you a little hint. It's the only one-hit wonder I can think of. Hell, the only pop song I can think of that samples Andrew Dice Clay and a member of the already, Black Panther Party. I already know what it is. You know what it is? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe other people don't, Mr. It was Smarty actually ass. my class song in my senior year. Because they couldn't believe you were graduating? <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> now you gave it away. Uh, that's coming up in a few minutes. Meanwhile, let's kick off the show. I know usually I like to play your voicemails in this segment because you guys are great about leaving your messages on the Ralph Report hotline. That number, of course, as always, is one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. <laughs> Somewhere in the house, Richie is going crazy. <laughs> And, of course, you can always write us at ralph at the ralphreport.com or eddie at the ralphreport.com. And that's what we're going to take a look at today. We're going to mix things up a little bit and read some of your emails in a segment called The Garmy Letters. Don't need no tickets for an aeroplane To find out what's on my listeners' brains Time to say hello to the 
wrote me some letters. This first email is from Christopher Wingood. Christopher helped us out with a question we had, I guess it was yesterday. We were talking about the four new Marvel character animated right, TV the, the series. Hulu and they're going to be on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. And we couldn't for the life of us figure out why they would put them on Hulu, given the fact that Disney is already starting to uh, shepherd all of their properties off of Netflix to their own streaming service of Disney+. Plus. It looked like they were going to start hoarding all their materials and then just use their own streaming service to get people yeah. to watch it there. And we couldn't figure out why they would make a deal with Hulu. Yeah. Christopher came to the rescue. He said, uh, Ralph and Eddie, Disney still owns 30% of Hulu. Oh, there's your answer. I forgot that Hulu is owned in partnership with several of the major studios. Disney owns 30%. Now wait for it. 21st Century Fox owns 30% Uh-oh. as well, and soon they're going That's to be, be one company. That'll be 60% of Hulu. Well, they're going to control Hulu. I think Universal has um, Universal NBC has 30% as well. The majority ownership is uh, studios. Wow. And so that's why Disney can't afford to put it on Hulu, yeah. because they eventually will be 60% owners. It's going to be theirs anyway. And, you know, when Christopher suggests, uh, not only will Disney have a controlling interest in Hulu, it's in their best interest to host some of their content there. They can put some of the more adult stuff over there well, Hulu, yeah. and leave the Disney stuff more family-friendly. Maybe they'll do that with Daredevil and Punisher and stuff like that. Christopher also suggests that after the Disney buyout goes through and they own Fox as well... They could, if they wanted to, uh, kill off Hulu and move everything off of Hulu onto Disney Plus. I mean, just, it's up to it's at yeah. their discretion whenever they want to. They do can it. just take over the world at that point. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher. That's an excellent point. I had forgotten all about that, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that uh, you know, or they could take Hulu and turn it into their Netflix if they wanted. They, they could. could start hosting other movies from other studios there. They could do whatever they want and they could squeeze Netflix out and make Hulu king of the streaming That's services. That's true. Oh, so, man. A lot of options if you're Disney, it turns out. <laughs> the world is theirs. When you run the world, you got some <laughs> options. This next email is from Jesse Azam. Jesse writes, hey, Ralph, Eddie, and the rest of the team. On January 27th, I had to have an emergency C-section at 32 weeks gestation because of HELP syndrome. I should have looked this up. I don't know what H-E-L-L-P syndrome is, but apparently it affects uh, pregnancy, which landed my baby boy in the NICU. I've been there, Jesse. I feel your pain. Mm -hmm. She says, I try to hum a lullaby to my son when we do kangaroo time. Kangaroo time for those who aren't familiar with the uh, NICU. And NICU stands for Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. Um, The kangaroo time is when you take your preemie and you, it, you contact them skin to skin. So you tuck them basically inside your shirt or your sweater or whatever you're wearing. And you let right. them feel your skin and smell you and feel your heartbeat. And it's a very crucial part of the, uh, of the therapy to deal with premature right. babies. Right, right. Uh, she says, when I was doing my kangaroo time, I tried to sing to my song. But gosh darn it, the only song that comes to my mind is John Cooperman's Holiday or Holiday <laughs> song. <laughs> I can't get this one hit wonder out of my head. Thanks, John. So she's there rocking her kid in the NICU going, holiday. Um, She says, I used to listen on my commute to work, but now I listen while pumping boob milk. Mom life. Keep up the funny guys, uh, Jesse as them. Well, Jesse, I'm thinking of you, uh, as you may or may not know, my, my both of my twins were preemies as well. And... Uh, I've been there. That, that NICU can be a harrowing place because there's a lot of sick kids in there and a lot of distraught parents, and it can be a real nightmare. So uh, if we listen, if you listen to us while you're there and it helps at all, I'm glad to hear that. Next up is Kurt Worrell. He has a question, a, a podcasting question. And I know a lot of the people out there who listen have their own podcasts, and from time to time, I get questions about podcasting and about the equipment that we use here in the newly renovated Batcave Studios. <laughs> Um, this is from him. He wants to know longtime one star general here with a quick question. I'm curious about the new microphone shields you were talking about that you purchased for your new setup. I do a little bit of voiceover work at home as well. I was just wondering what you bought and where you got it from. Thanks very much. LMB Kurt Wardnell. Uh, Kurt, they are called the Alctron PF eight. The Alctron PF8. And the premise is, and I've discussed this before, but it's a giant foam windscreen, basically, that is carved out in the center, in the front, 
so that it funnels your voice into your condenser microphone and supposedly blocks out all the other sound around you. Because the Batcave is pretty good in terms of um, acoustics, because there's a lot of stuff on the walls, so it's not naked walls, a nice uh, carpeting. It's, it's fairly contained, so it's pretty good acoustically, but we do get noise sometimes from the outside of the house or um, just in general, you know, Eddie and I talking over each other because we're in close proximity. So this thing is supposed to help all that. And by all accounts, people seem to like how it sounds, so it may be working for you. Where to get it? Well, here's the thing. It is actually a, uh, a knockoff of a very similarly designed windscreen called the Chaotica Eye. And it's called an eye because it looks like an eyeball. It's got the, it's, it's round like an eyeball and then that center part is hollowed out. That runs, I think, if you go to either their website or a high-end AV store, that runs you about 200 bucks for a piece of foam. Yeah, put on the size of like foam. a cantaloupe. So this knockoff <laughs> is designed to do the same thing. It's roughly the same item and it's like 40 bucks. So my suggestion is get it on eBay. That's the best place to get the best price and usually get free shipping from one of these yeah. places. And often they're shipped in from China. eBay, a lot of Chinese uh, companies are selling stuff on eBay for you now. And it's surprising how uh, what good deals you can get. Yeah, you can. I've, I just bought a, a Zoom recorder or knockoff Zoom recorder from uh, China. On uh, eBay? Yeah, for pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I suggest. If you like the way our show sounds, then uh, maybe you'll have similar luck. And another shopping question comes from Fred Martell. He said, uh, hola, Rafael. That means hi, Ralph, he says in wow, Spanish. okay. I yeah. didn't know. My name is Fred Martel. I'm a general from McAllen, Texas. On the show recently, you mentioned Scrapple again, and every time you say the word, my mouth begins to water uncontrollably. <laughs> yeah, you're goddamn right. Tell that to the vice host. I see why this email made it through. I imagine the taste, but I live in deep south Texas. I'm literally 12 miles from the border of Mexico. Actually, Trump was down here a while ago peddling his stupid wall. Anyways, since everything down here is mostly Mexican, I went to two large chain supermarkets and asked for Scrapple, and they looked at me and said, ¿Qué es eso? Translation, what the fuck is that? So I'm not going to find it down here. Can you guide me as to where to buy your Scrapple, if you buy it online, where from, and what are the best brands to purchase I'm not afraid to try new cuisines. <laughs> I tried says it, Fred. I tried it, Fred. If someone offers me something to try new, chances are I'm going to like it. Have... So Eddie Pence, oh smoke that. Hey, he says seriously. Smoke that. Yeah. When have I ever? When have you put anything in front of me? I've like turned down. But you don't go. Oh, you know what? I don't I have to like it. Good. I tried it. Smoke that. Yeah. I did a shot of cream to mint for you. That's true. You did. Come on. Uh, this is what you do, Fred. It's hard to come by. Even here in Los Angeles, it's hard to come by. There was one supermarket that used to carry it in the frozen food section. Because uh, what you want to do is you want to freeze it until you're ready to use it because then it'll last forever that way. <laughs> um, it used to be in the frozen food section. And there was, I don't know, maybe a dozen bricks of Scrapple in that freezer. And we'd go in and buy one at a time. And there was always whatever we left. That's what was there. That was <laughs> You were the only 12, and we went back, there were 11 left, and then next time we went back, there were 10 left. And when we went through that, I don't think they reordered. I don't think we reordered this. So we have to buy ours online as well. And here's what you, and again, this is going to sound crazy, but go to Amazon. Amazon, you can get a lot of food on Amazon now. And they will, you'll find somebody there who ships it for you. You can get, I think, four one pound bricks of Scrapple. For like twenty bucks. Is that what I got think. delivered to the house that one time? Yeah, yeah, we got we got the four <laughs> the brick, four bricks of it. And then you you take one, you leave it out, let that thaw, so you can cook it up, and then you put the other three in the freezer, and literally you can you, you can have it for as long as you like. Save it for after the apocalypse. The brand I suggest is Haberset is the name of the company. Haberset. That's H A B B E R S E T T. Haberset Scrapple is the OG Scrapple from the Philadelphia region. There so. you go. There you go, Fred. Now order it, order it, cook it up, love it, and then write us again <laughs> and tell Eddie Pence what he's missing, all right? You can always write us. We love to read your emails. I read each and every one of them, even though I don't get back to everyone. And even the folks I do get back to, sometimes it can take a couple of weeks before yeah. I jot you a line because I get a little snowed under. But know that I love it when you write, so write those letters. Don't need no tickets for an aeroplane to find out brains time to say hello to the folks at home the garmy wrote me some letters 
And now it's time to take a look at the big calendar here on the Batcave wall. We love to look at the day of the year and find out what holidays are associated with it. It's a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. This is how good a vice host Eddie Pence is. At the top of the show, he said, love yourself if there's no one else for you to love. <laughs> Little did he know that Wednesday, February 13th is madly in love with me day. Do it, man. Ladies, especially every day on this year, you can feel a little bit left out and lonely if you don't have a man in your life. It doesn't seem to bother guys, I think, as much as women. Uh, every once in a while, every because there'd be a few Valentine's days where I got a little. You get sad. a little melancholy. I, did, I didn't have somebody, really, but I got through it. I think it's easier for guys because this reason alone. I don't think guys feel things any less than women do, or men or women feel anything more than men. I think the big deal made about the holiday is less of a topic of conversation amongst men than it is with women. Yeah. If you're in an office and there's a bunch of women around who have boyfriends or, or husbands or something, eventually that conversation will come up this week. And oh, you, what are your plans? Right. What are you doing? And if you're on the outs, you feel like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm alone this and year. And usually the guy doesn't get a lot of stuff around this. It's more a guy buying flowers or whatever for your girl. And if you're around other girls getting that, and you're, I can see where you could feel a little True left out. True that. Them, yeah. So they say uh, on this year, lavish yourself and focus as much attention on yourself as you would the one you love. You deserve every bit as much of your love as does the object of your affections. That's the concept behind Madly in Love With Me Day held on February 13th. It was founded by Californian self-help guru Christine Arlo, <laughs> author of Madly in Love with Me, The Daring Adventure to Become Your Own Best Friend. Okay, well, you don't need to take it to that extreme. <laughs> I love me. I'm my best friend. That, then it gets a little psychotic, but take care of yourself. You know? I'm, I'm, my, I'm, my, I'm madly in love with myself a couple times a week, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's all? Well, it depends on if it's a good week or a bad week. <laughs> I didn't want to say daily. It makes me sound like I have a problem. <laughs> I I understand the premise behind this. I know it's important to love yourself, and especially on a holiday that's built for couples. If you're single, it can be a particularly trying time. Mm -hmm. However, that being said, I don't think our society as a whole has any problem anymore with being focused on yourself. No. I think a lot of people spend an enormous amount of time focusing on themselves yeah taking pictures of themselves, posting those pictures. I agree. There's a lot of self-reflection in the world these days. Maybe we need a little bit more looking out, a little bit less looking in. That's, Everybody's a little self-focused, I think. Right. I think you take the point of like, okay, it's Valentine's Day. I'm depressed. I'm not with anybody. Okay, I, I love being me. I'm with myself. But right. you should also put your energy into other people. Balance, like yeah. we say in most things. Most right? things. All right. So we'll let you slide. But with that caveat, yeah. everybody just watch it. Ease up. Don't no more selfies. That's right. It's also get a different name day. Like you change your name? Yes. Now they say you can you don't have to change it legally, but you can choose to go by a different name. No, you can't. Your name is your day. name. You can't know. Well, what if I don't like my name? What, what if the... I want to be known as Aloysius? <laughs> and you should I should tell everyone <laughs> around me for the remainder of this day, please refer to me as Aloysius. Aloysius Garmin. Yes. Sir Aloysius Percival Garman. Oh, that's good. His lordship. Yeah, go live DMV with that. When you were a kid and you played uh, cops and robbers or cowboys and Indian stuff, did you ever change your name? I always wanted to be, from when I was a little kid, I wanted to change my name to Johnny. I wanted to be Johnny. You wanted to be a Johnny? I wanted to be a Johnny so bad. I vacillated between Mike and Jack. Oh, that's, those, those were are, always those my, are detective two, names. Two, my yeah. two go-to names, Mike and Jack. I don't know if I told this story on this uh, show or not, but I was uh, I came up in a time as a kid in the 70s. It was all about cop and detective shows on television. Yeah. So that's almost all we played was cops and robbers and detectives and that kind of stuff. Not a lot of cowboy and Indian stuff, mostly yeah. cops. I was in the city. That was the generation. Was a Philadelphia kid. That was also too. the generation before you, I think. Kids in the 60s and the 50s played cowboys and Indians. Right. I think you guys were more that. I was more sci-fi. Yeah, you were, you were Han Solo and Chewie. Yeah. And I, was, I was playing Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But me and my buddy Jim, who lived down the street, uh, I was, I was, you know, I was the director. I would tell us what the scenario was and what the characters were and what the case was, and I used to paint the picture, and then we would engage in our in our play. And I always had to have a name for the two of us. The detective team had to have a name, like Starsky and Hutch, right. and almost always. 
only because I remember vaguely hearing it and didn't know, quite know what it was. I used to I used to call us Benson and Hedges. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Benson and Hedges was a very popular cigarette brand at the time. And I learned it came to me years after the fact that my aunt Dolores used to smoke constantly Benson and Hedges so all the subliminally time. Subliminally put in so your head. Subliminally. I used wow. to see those packs of cigarettes laying around the house all the time when she was visiting. Benson and, and Hedges. Benson and Hedges just stuck in my head. That was our detective name. <laughs> Benson, Hedges, get in here. Well, that's what the captain would say in my head when we were playing. So I was always uh, Mike Hedges. Mike Hedges. He was Jim Benson. Oh, those, yeah. are good, those are good detective names. Leave your shield and your gun on my desk. You two are out of line. Oh. Your wild cards. <laughs> I can see the 70s cop show right now. Oh, man. I got to grow my stash back. (laughs) So they say on this day, you can pick your own name and choose to go by it forever. You can have legally changed forever. or You can just spend this one day to fulfill that uh, fantasy you've had. That's insane. So just call me Jack for the rest of the show. All right. (laughs) Call me Wilma Dickens. (laughs) That's my name. That's a dumb holiday. We're not doing that. It's National Cheddar Day. And not like I'm making that cheddar, yo. It's just cheese? Just cheddar cheese. It's a celebration of cheddar cheese. I know you are you have a dubious relationship eh, with cheese. I don't mind cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese first <laughs> rolled into being in the village of Cheddar, as you can imagine, in Somerset, England in the 12th century. And that was the beginning of a, a cheese revolution, if oh, you will, Eddie. Thank God. Cheddar cheese is the most popular cheese in the world. Did you know that? I didn't know that. A third of all cheese sold in the United States... Cheddar? cheddar? I thought it would be American. Uh, in the United Kingdom, where it was created, more than half of all cheese sales in the UK are cheddar. cheddar. Yeah. Oh. So think about all those people who are making all those different cheeses. Making all that cheddar, making cheddar. Just going up against the monster <laughs> that is cheddar. So help yourself to some cheddar today. Get yourself. I, I like me cheddar. You like a nice sharp cheddar? Yeah, sharper the better. I like it to cut my tongue. That's how much. <laughs> that's how sharp I like it. I'm on fire with that. And while we're talking things that taste good. You know, I like to keep the food-related holidays for the end just to see if Eddie Pence would eat something or mm, not. And mm. today is no different. Today... How are you feeling? I'm feeling not good about Not good? This. Not good? No. However, there are elements of it I think you like, but I know now <laughs> that the combo sometimes can be the, the deal The combo can do, like the peppermint you. patty. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a day <laughs> celebrating a signature dish from the Italian region of Bologna. Okay. I know you like some Italian I food. I do like some Italian food. Today is National Tortellini Day. Tortellini. Tortellini, for those who know, is a little uh, curved stuffed pasta. It's like a ravioli, but it's curved and smaller. And it is part of that same stuffed pasta family. But the common fillings for tortellini are usually ham or uh, white meat, like a chicken or turkey, and then Parmesan cheese. Tortellini Day, the day we celebrate the delicious Italian food called tortellini. Will Eddie Pence eat it or not? There's only one way to find out. You have to pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot <laughs> slot machine. Let's see if he likes tortellinis or not. Let's see. We got uh, one meatball, two meatball. Oh, no. Come on. Nah, Parmesan's a deal. That's a deal breaker. Parmesan cheese. I don't like Parmesan cheese. It smells like feet. Do you have you eat raviolis? <laughs> I do without Parmesan cheese. What do you eat? I like beef ravioli. I like beef ravioli. Oh, out of a can, like I'm Chef guessing. Boyardee. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> like Chef, <laughs> Chef Boyardee doesn't make tortellini. Chef. It's my favorite chef. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> tortellinis are the best. I don't eat a lot of pasta anymore because it's just carbs. Oh, you might just as well kill you. You might as well just, just give in, up, inflate yourself. You say I'm just. All right, I'll just be four hundred pounds in. Why? <laughs> why stop at three? I'll just keep going. Well, once you're at that point, who cares? Uh, but you'll be interested to know there is an organization in the city of Bologna in Italy. Bologna. Not Bologna at all. Bologna. That is called the Learned Order of the Tortellini. <laughs> and their entire existence is dedicated to the preservation of the tortellini. They're like a secret society. Just focused on tortellini. That's all 24/7. they do. 24-7. Yes. All, every, they wake up, tortellini, they go to bed. They tortellini. have meetings where they wear special red and gold hats that are shaped like tortellini oh, on their head. Oh, they do not. They do. They wear a ribbon around their neck that has a gold tortellini hanging off of it. And the learned order of the tortellini, or the L-O-T as I like to call <laughs> the, them. The lot. The lot. <laughs> they... <laughs> Have a large membership in Bologna, and their purpose is just the preservation and celebration of the tour. Do they meet daily? 
Or is it once a month? This is going to come as a shock to you, Eddie, but I don't have their fucking schedule. You had all the you had what they wore in my hand. You had their, I don't, <laughs> I don't know when the next like, meeting is. Oh my god. I don't know what the dues are to join. Well, I'm just you, telling you, you about the organization. Me, you gave a lot of information. More there. importantly, what possible difference could it make how many times we, a week they meet? I could see once a month getting uh, talking about tortellini, but every day talking about tortellini? I don't think it's their full-time job. I think they have other things going on <laughs> they, and then they get together. They put a lot into the costume. It, in their tortellini hats, and they talk about how great tortellini. Or if is. they talk about other things under the guise of tortellini, like it's they get strippers and <laughs> yeah, play poker. I'm, I'm sure they do. They're like the Shriners. <laughs> the Shriners. Like that's the what it Shriners, is. But tortellini. Yeah. Oh man, it's insane. Not only are you besmirching the good name of the lot, the lot, but you're coming down on the tortellini. I don't think I care for it. <laughs> that was today's holiday or holiday. <laughs> I wonder if Jessie's listening right now with her uh, little preemie up against her chest. <laughs> She's listening to that theme song. <laughs> it is time now to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, Eddie, your favorite rapper, Cardigan oh, Backyardigan, is she, in the news again. She's everywhere, man. She uh, made history on Sunday night at the Grammys when she became the first solo female artist to win Best Rap Album at the Grammy Awards, and it has not come without a price. Oh, what? She is getting beat up on social media. Because it's social media, everyone has to be awful, and they are saying she doesn't deserve it. They're saying there's a feud between her and Nicki Minaj. There's a lot of Nicki Minaj's fans who are saying that she's garbage and she's getting just a barrage of hate on social media after her win. A lot of people talk shit. And and talk fuck shit. And talk fuck shit. (laughs) And do fuck shit. And do fuck shit. We don't want that. I don't want people like to just keep doing fuck shit, saying fuck shit. Right. A lot of people are saying (laughs) fuck shit on the internet. So much so, wait for it. She has deleted her Instagram account. No! What have you people done? She quit. Deactivated her account entirely. Ugh. And she had a shit ton of followers, Man. too. Man. So she's off Instagram. But before she left, <laughs> she, she posted look? one final message. One final spectacularly foul-mouthed, expletive-laden rant. I can't wait to hear it. Before she bowed out and I've uh, the only thing I'm sad about is that you can only have a minute of audio from Instagram there's a a limit you can only put a minute of video up on Instagram so we only have a minute of it she's still talking did she get cut cut off off. oh man she's still talking it cut her off I would have let this roll I wanted to hear what she had to say forever I I'll tell you I haven't heard the n-word this much in a long time that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) and so before she left here was Cardigan Backyardigan's parting shot. But it's not my style for people to put other people down to uplift somebody else. That's not my style, and that's not what I'm with, and I don't support that. However, I've been taking a lot of shit today. I'm seeing a lot of bullshit today, and I saw a lot of shit last night, and I'm sick of this shit. I worked hard for my motherfucking album. I remember last year when I didn't want for Bodak Yellow, everybody was like, Cardi got snubbed, Cardi would have got snubbed. Now this year's a fucking problem? My album went two-time platinum, my nigga. And every chart that there was, my album was always top ten. Number one album as well. I fucking worked my ass off, locked myself in the studio for three months, my nigga. Didn't want to sleep in my own bed, sometimes for four days straight. Pregnant. Some songs couldn't even get on the fucking album because my nose was so fucking stuffy for my pregnancy. Niggas couldn't sleep. Niggas couldn't do shit. While everybody was harassing me, like, you're not going to do it. We know you're pregnant. Your career is over. That shit dwelling in my fucking mind while I'm working. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Right? Where is that going? That is like, that's oh, Cardius Interruptus right oh there. Oh, my God. I wanted to hear everything she oh, had to say. It's the greatest promo ever. So she, uh, she's gone from Instagram. Like, uh, I don't know how long that'll last. Maybe she'll come back, but that was her parting she's shot. Ru- she's ruined because she was pregnant with her stuffy nose. Man. Some albums didn't make it. I could listen to her all day long. Some albums are in the vault, never to be heard from again because of a stuffy nose. I just hope our boy Trevor was listening and takes that and turns it into her next hit because, you know, last time she (laughs) gave us some audio, we had some magic. Pussy, breathe it! Pussy, breathe it! 
You want a yeast infection, bitch? Pussy breathing. You got me fucked up. Pussy breathing, bitch. Or her next hit could be Thank You, Tom Petty. I don't know, I don't know which one I, I'm more eagerly anticipating. Thank you, Tom Petty, for the flowers. I left the room, but um, and the flowers were very big. I want to say thank you so much. And then such a beautiful note. Oh, the world needs her on Instagram. <laughs> yes, it does. I want her on Instagram, on her Twitter. I want her on my television. I want her stopping by my house, borrow a cup of sugar. Just dropping N-bombs left and right. <laughs> She's the greatest thing oh to happen to me in a long time. Oh. All right, this is good news. Yesterday was announced that Fox, Fox has only renewed so far three shows for next season. They're uh, they're on the fence about a lot of their programming, but we have confirmed so far The Simpsons. They, uh, they re-upped them for two they more They got the two-year deal there, yeah. And then yesterday they announced Bob Berger's Bob's Burgers, rather, has been renewed. And then lastly, thank you, Jesus. Family Guy Yay. is coming back for yet another season. So so uh, all three animated shows. Yeah, they're bringing back their uh, animation domination block. And everything else is a big question. Wow. Mark, so wait and see. But I was uh, I was holding my breath a little bit for Family Guy. Because uh-huh. as you know, Family Guy helps me out. Yes, it does. Way. Yes, it does. Congratulations to Seth MacFarlane and all the gang down there at Family Guy. All my friends. Uh, Well-deserved, and I'm glad... We get to play for another year, at least. Okay, let's talk about this. This Oscar telecast is becoming a fucking shit show. What happened now? Well, did you hear what they did to the, the awards? They've announced... There's no host. There's right? no host. Yeah. And they're desperately concerned for some reason suddenly about the length of the program. I don't know why for 80 years no one else ever <laughs> worried about it. they say that every year. Well, they're doing something about oh, it Oh, what year. are they doing? They are giving away some of the awards... During the commercial breaks. Oh, they're just going to run the show. They're going to run the show. And while you're watching commercials, they'll be giving out awards to hardworking cinema professionals. The people who make the movies. Wait till you hear the categories they're going to award during the commercial breaks. Uh, Hairstyling and makeup. That's huge. Huge. Especially in this day and age of science fiction and superhero blockbusters. And period pieces. And and Vice and like every other movie that's got somebody wearing prosthetics. That's huge. That's as much as costume. Uh, That's crazy. Live action shorts. Well, I got it. I can, I can Any I can short form, I can totally see short form. Because you never see those. You never see, they them, see them anyway. Yeah. They're played at festivals, and maybe you'll see them occasionally on you know, Netflix or, or a streaming service or something, yeah. but it's not, it's not popular That one, I, I understand that one. Wait to hear the next two, though. Film, editing, what? and cinematography. Those awards are going to be given off air to That's the recipients. That's insane. People are up in arms. Filmmakers especially are losing their minds I would be. over this decision. I would absolutely be. Guillermo del Toro wrote, If I may, I would not presume to suggest what categories to cut during the Oscars show, but cinematography and editing are the very heart of our craft. They are not inherited from a theatrical tradition or a literary tradition. They are cinema itself. It is what movie... It was. They were. Those things were invented... To make movies. Alfonso Cuaron wrote, In the history of cinema, masterpieces have existed without sound, without color, without a story, without actors, and without music. No single film has ever existed without cinematography (laughs) and without editing. Right. That is filmmaking. It it absolutely is. At its bare bones, that absolutely is filmmaking. My friend wrote on Twitter, uh, Barnaby, if you're listening, I don't know if you're a subscriber or not, but he said, "If, if you take away the cinematography and the editing, you're watching a play. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's so it's true. true. It's absolutely true. What could be more, except for director, what could be more quintessentially cinematic than those categories? That's it. If you lose the, the, the basic nature of that event, which is to congratulate excellent artists on their hard work, if you, if you make it more concerned about how much time do we have between commercial breaks and, you know, and who's going to be hosting and... It's just, I think you're losing the very essence of what the whole evening's supposed to be about. I feel like you cut time in other places than that. If they have a goddamn production number where they got people dancing with scarves or something, then I'd be pretty pissed off if I was a cinematographer. Don't nominate ten films, so you have to preview ten films throughout the show. Nominate five like you used to. Yeah, it's nuts. In TV news, America's Got Talent has a new host and some new judges on their panel going into season 14. Thank God, because they had Nick Cannon for a while, who was who is awful and everything he does. Then Tyra Banks was the new host. Oh, she yeah. can barely read a I cue remember. card. 
<laughs> they have now tapped Terry Crews to be the host. So he'll, he'll get up and yell. At least he's yeah, likable. He'll be excited. Right. He brings the energy. Yeah. Uh, the new judges, um, Simon Cowell will still be there. Howie Mandel will still be there. But Mel B of the Spice Girls, she's leaving, which I figured she would because she's got Spice Girl concerts she had that to, stuff do. to do. And Heidi Cardi B will go in. Uh, <laughs> I wish. Oh. Heidi Klum is not returning either. So they're uh, replacing them with Julianne Hoff who was one of the dancers on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. She had like a minor film career for a minute. Too. Yeah. And Gabrielle Union yeah. will be the other judge. I say Cardi B. Right? Get Cardi B in there to give some input. Would you ever miss an episode? I would not. If Cardi B was I a would judge absolutely. on that show? I've never watched that show, and I would not miss an episode. I'm of it. with you. Jeff Bezos is still in the news. Oh. He, of course, is the owner of Amazon and the National Post, and you may be following the story. That Washington the, Post. Uh, Washington Post, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, the National Enquirer, the other paper involved in this story, was threatening to publish his dick pics if he didn't back off the investigation looking into their motives behind why, the, how, first of all, they had um, personal texts from yeah, how him they and his girlfriend, them, yeah. and then how they leaked them. And he wanted to know if it was a politically motivated act or not because the uh, publisher of the National Enquirer is close friends with Donald Trump. Yeah, has Pecker. Do, Pecker his name. has done his uh, bidding. Wow, we got a lot of dicks, know, a lot of dicks in this story. Going on. Um, had done his bidding before, so there was a there was a big controversy, and now investigators are looking into where the National Enquirer could have gotten those texts. And it looks like it might have been someone close to Jeff Bezos and or his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez, in their circle, was the one who leaked the information. Wow. Uh, they think it could have been his, uh, excuse me, it could have been her brother Michael Sanchez. But why would she share those pictures with her brother? It, ha it had to be someone with access to his phone or her phone. Well, it's either it's right? either a government thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. More it, terrifying. It wasn't like the NSA doing it. It had to be someone with a close personal. Or they say they're looking into whether Lauren Sanchez shared those pictures and texts with her girlfriends as entertainment. Ah, that could happen. So if you're spreading around, and look, hey, Jeff sent me a new picture. Isn't this hilarious? Look at this cock and balls. Look at what he said here. And she, if she's sharing, if she's forwarding those messages. Yeah. Someone with uh, ill intent could have shared that information. Yeah. So we won't know. We'll find out. Oh, good. I'm glad to see this. Someone is going to launch a late night comedy show on television. Oh. It's about time. It's it's such an empty hole for comedy. Why right? doesn't someone put on a show late at night that deals with current events and comedy? I, shocking it hasn't happened yet. The newest host is David Spade. He'll be returning to late night TV. He already tried this once. He's going to be on Comedy Central on a show that will follow The Daily Show, much like uh, Colbert did, if you remember back Yeah, they had Colbert, the, and then the Colbert they did Report. The Nightly Show with, uh, I forgot his name. but uh, That didn't go well. Yeah. And then they tried, uh, what was the one? It was kind of like a faux Colbert. That guy was also pretending to be a right-wing right, guy. Yeah, it was a conspiracy thing. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, I can't think I, of the name right now. Oh, boy. The Opposition. The Whew. Opposition, yes. For yes, a minute there, I thought we were going to have to put the show on hold, but luckily it just came to me. Saved it. So he'll go on after The Daily Show, and they say he won't be doing just entertainment news. He did have a show for a minute that uh, was all entertainment news, but now he's going to do a more wide range of topics, and uh, that'll be starting in a couple months, so we'll wait and see. Let's see what happens. Do you like Spade? I grew up with him on Saturday Night Live, and I loved him then. I just haven't really... I mean, he does a lot of stand-up comedy now. I think he's good in small doses. Yeah. I don't know if a, yeah, a nightly show five nights a week is... I mean, him and Farley worked really well together. Yeah, And I thought that would have been a great long-term thing, but it didn't happen. I just haven't paid much attention. We were talking about the spinoff to the Aquaman movie called The Trench. Yes. And we were saying we might see that before we see a sequel because no movement has been made to make an Aquaman sequel, surprisingly, since it's a billion-dollar film. I think they would have jumped on that instantly. It's the first DC movie, by the way, to pass the billion-dollar mark since The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. Wow. Yeah. Shows you uh, the troubles over there in yeah. DC with their comic Holy book crap. movies. Well, good news. They are finally starting to put the machine in motion that will bring us a second Aquaman film. They have tapped David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick. That's too many names. You should celebrate, change your name He needs to give today. one of his names to someone else. Exactly. He uh, co-wrote the first movie, and so he is going to start writing the sequel. And that, of course, is the first step to uh, making the next one. James Wan, who directed, has not yet committed to return as a director, but it's pretty much a uh, foregone conclusion that he That's strange, though, because after Wonder Woman was such a hit, they announced that almost immediately. I think before it even came before out. Before it even came out. Yeah, this one, I think a lot of players had other stuff going yeah. on. 
And so the scheduling was a part of it, but it looks like it's going to go into the fast track now. So we'll see. All right, let's take a look at all the celebrity birthdays today on this day, Wednesday, February 13th. All these stars born on this day. Singer, bassist, actor, Peter Tork of the legendary band The Monkees is 77 years old today. He was the blonde dumb one on that show if you ever watched The Monkees. Very talented guy though, mostly a folk guy. Played a lot of banjo and acoustic guitar. Not a lot of room for that in The Monkees when he joined up. He was one of those guys that got cheesed off because they wouldn't let him play their own music and yeah, yeah. write their own songs for that show. Like, don't rock the boat, dude. But he did end up writing some music for The Monkees, including the song that was eventually tapped to be the closing theme of that show. A song appropriately called For Pete's Sake. He wrote it. Here it is. My buddy Davy Jones always told me that Peter was the true hippie of that band. And when they were making all the money in the mid-60s when that show was white hot and they were selling tons of records, he just opened his home to like all the hippies in Los oh, Angeles. Really? And people would just come and steal his shit and take oh, his man. money. And he was left, by the end of the whole experience, he was left with basically nothing. Wow. Bassist Peter Hook of New Order and Joy Division. He is 63 years old today. That's Blue Monday by A New Order. You don't even need to hear the song. That intro is so know, distinctive. Cut me right off before the... Sorry, man. It's only oh, an hour show. Man, I don't I know what you want from it. me. Damn it. Bo Svensson, the actor, is 78 years old today. Yesterday was Joe Don Baker's birthday. He started playing Buford T. Pusser. Yeah. And then Bo Svensson took over for That's him That's crazy. That they share a birthday almost. Walking tall. Singer Feist is 43 years old today. Feist was that singer-songwriter out of Canada who was struggling until Apple picked up one of her songs and used it in a commercial, launched her career. Do you remember this one? One, two, three, four, tell me that you love me more. Sleepless, long nights, as with my youth was for. Commercial launched her career. I remember after it was a big hit, she ended up on Sesame Street and she did a version of that where she was counting with all the monsters. Oh, I, don't, doing I never one, saw two, that. Three, four. You got to check out the video. It's adorable. <laughs> Actress Carol Lindley is 77 years old today. Actress Stocker Channing also celebrates her 75th birthday. Such a talented actress, a star of Broadway and movies and television, but she'll probably be best known for the rest of her life as Rizzo in Greece with mm. John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. There are worse things I could do Than go with a boy or two Even though the neighborhood thinks I'm trashy and no good I suppose it could be true But there are worse things I could do I could flirt with all the guys Great thing about that movie and the fact that she's 75 years old. That movie is, what, 40 years old, roughly? Something like that. That means she was 35 years old when she yeah. was playing a high school student she at Rydell was, High. She was the oldest looking of them all, too. <laughs> she was. She was the one that, like, you really, like, she did not look like she's in high school. But that whole cast looked like they, they were in maybe junior college. <laughs> maybe. At the, at the maybe. most. Maybe. 
Talk show host Jerry Springer is 75 years old today. Singer Peter Gabriel is 69 years old today. Actor Neil McDonough from Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. He is 53 years old today. Singer Freedom Williams. Now there's a name. Maybe I'll take that name today and change your name, Dick. Just call me Freedom. Freedom Williams. <laughs> not, not the Williams Oh, it's part. Freedom Garmin. Let's not get nuts. I'll just be Freedom Garmin for the rest of the day. <laughs> Singer with C&C Music Factory is 53 Ooh. years old today. Some songs have the magical power to get you to move no matter where yeah. you are when you hear a song. I was always a fan of things that make you go, hmm. That's a good one, too. That was my favorite. I, I was a coin flip song. today, but that <laughs> everybody dance. Yeah, that, that, I remember being at dances, and that would just go out of the speakers. It would rush to the no, dance No, you automatically floor. stand up when you hear it turn on. It was like a mating call for a lot of people. <laughs> Kelly Hugh, the actress, is 51 years old today. Actress Mina Suvari is 40. And actor David Naughton. Started his career in commercials. He was uh, the original I'm a Pepper. I'm a Pepper, you're a Pepper. Wouldn't you like to oh, be really? a Pepper too? The Dr. Pepper yeah, yeah, commercial. Yeah. Started with that. Then ended up in a movie called American Werewolf in London. Yeah, great Maybe. movie. Great movie. Also starred in a TV series on ABC to capitalize on the disco fever that was sweeping America. And it came out like in 79, 80. It was a little bit after the mark. It was roughly based on uh, Saturday Night Fever. It was called Making It. Making It. And he was the star of it and also sang the theme song, which is one of the great <laughs> songs of all time. And every my old job on the radio, every year on David Naughton's birthday, I used to play this song. <laughs> and one year he finally called in at the request line to thank me for remembering his birthday. Oh, that's nice. It was very nice. That's cool. So happy birthday, David Naughton. song got to the top 10. Really? That's the perfect song for Love Yourself Day. <laughs> it really is. That song got to the top 10 and the show was canceled, I think, after like four or five episodes. The, the theme song lasted longer than the series oh, did. Oh, man. Yeah. That's well, right. he at least you had a top bucks. 10 hit. That's right. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time to talk to our theme park correspondent, Banks Lee. He works for Attractions Magazine. And that's where I first saw this story. I saw the video of what's going on down at Universal Studios in Orlando. They're trying to cash in on the troll craze. Kids love that movie, Troll. So now they have trolls going through the park, greeting the kids. And one of them, I shit you not, farts glitter. <laughs> That's where we are in America these days at our theme park. So I knew he was the man to ask about this story and all things theme park related. Here's my conversation with Banks Lee. Banks Lee with Attractions Magazine. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. When I saw this story about glitter farting trolls down there <laughs> in your neck of the woods, I knew you were the man to ask. What's going on at Universal Orlando? You know, we were surprised by this because we, we first posted this video, and our video has viraled out of control, like over a half a million views since we posted it. I'm surprised how much news it's gotten. So if you're familiar with the DreamWorks animation film Trolls that came out a few years ago, or the Netflix show that's currently on, there's a character called Guy Diamond. And Guy Diamond is a naked, glittery troll who farts glitter. And <laughs> so Universal has decided to bring him into the parks and to really up the character integrity, he farts glitter in real life. Yeah, he's just out there with his naked butt running around the park and he bends over and he just blasts glitter. 
<laughs> it's kind of insane to see. And many questions run through your mind when you see such a thing. But uh, at least there's no audible fart noise, I guess, if you're looking for a silver lining. But it's 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 definitely unique. Um, kids love trolls. My daughter watches trolls at least once a week. So mine I'm loved it too when her. it came out. Yeah. So I. I I mean, it is it is what it is. If you get a chance, if you're at Universal Studios Florida, that's where he's at right now. I don't know if he's going to go to any other Universal Park, but he's currently here in Orlando. And uh, I feel bad for the people who have to clean up after him. That's my favorite part of the video that you guys posted on Attractions Magazine. It's the guys with the, the brooms and the dustpans who have to go behind this guy and clean up all his glitter farts. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad gig. Nope. Yeah, very bad gig. What's the uh, reaction been... In the park, people seem to like it. Nobody's uh, offended, I hope. You know, in the park, kid, kids are loving it. Like, it's it's obviously they've seen the movie. They know that's what he does. So to be able to see him do that in real life, kids are digging it. Online, on the other hand, people are very mixed. There's a lot of confusion. People saying, oh, this is a new low for Universal. I'll never uh. go there now. It's it's definitely um, it's a lot of people talking. Yeah, God bless the Internet, right? Exactly. All right. What's going on in the world of theme parks, sir? So we have some new opening dates for things I've talked about in the past. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle over in Hong Kong Disneyland, officially opening March 31st of this year. I've uh, talked about it many times. It's going to be like a, a shooting ride, kind of like Buzz Lightyear at Disneyland, but themed to Ant-Man. They got Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly rep- reprising their roles. So that'll be a fun little uh, Marvel tie-in for the theme parks. And then Lego Movie World was going to be opening up on March 27th uh, here at Legoland in Florida. So that's going to be based on Lego Movie and the current Lego Movie 2, which I don't know if you had a chance to go see that yet. I haven't. Eddie Penn saw it and he said it was OK, but not as good as the first. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's I, I felt it was on par with the first, but not better than the first. But I, I enjoyed it. And then I heard that uh, the Star Wars ride there at Disneyland. There's some new information about that as well. Oh, yeah. So this is all rumor uh, hearsay right now, but we're pretty confident in this rumor. The main attraction, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, is rumored to be a 28-minute experience. Wow. Um, And that's that's including the pre-shows and the ride itself. They're basically saying once you enter that first pre-show, you're in the ride itself because the first pre-show is rumored to take place in a uh, resistance shuttle that's taking off from the planet of Batuu and you get captured by the first order. And then when you exit the shuttle, you're no longer on Batuu. You're now inside one of the first order star destroyers. And this is still going to be part of a line as you go to get separated into prison containments and you load these trackless ride vehicles to head off to your cell and then that's where things happen, where the resistance hijacks your transport, and so much happens. You encounter Kylo Ren at least three times. <laughs> There's going to be elements where you may feel drops like akin to Tower of Terror. It's it's going to be like one of the most technologically advanced attractions in Disney history and a huge game changer from what we're reading about. Well, as if the lines weren't going to be bad enough now that it's a half an hour ride. It's <laughs> it's really going to make things hard to see. I won't see this for five years. <laughs> well, I, a majority of that will still be in line. It's going to be one of those kind of things where the experience of waiting is part of the ride experience. So that's kind of where they're factoring in this nearly 30 minute uh, ride total. Well, that's smart because people will spend a lot of time in line for that ride, I'm sure. They, they will. Fast passes will be completely gone. Uh, it's going to, yeah, it'd probably be five, six hour wait, I would assume. Oh, my Lord. And lastly, let's talk about this thing. I saw uh, Tyra Banks, mm-hmm. the model and TV presenter. She wrote a book once called Model Land, and she wants to turn it into a real place now? Yeah, so she's already announced that the construction has started on what will be a real-life model land. It's going to be opening up later this year over at Santa Monica Place uh, there in California. It's supposed to be 21,000 square feet. It's going to bring a fantasy version of the modeling world to life with state-of-the-art interactive entertainment, 
creative collaborations, curated retail, dining, and special events, according to the press release. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, there's a lot of kind of things that theme parks do nowadays. A lot of uh, factions of the entertainment world are represented. And this is kind of the first model-themed theme park that's going to be out there. Yeah, no one's done that before because it's a horrible idea, Banks. That's why. <laughs> It's it's going to be interesting if 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 there's not some sort of experience where Tyra is yelling at us saying that she believed in us <laughs> they all believed in us then I could call it, this is not a success. I can imagine there are no food stands either at this park. <laughs> Just you know what they, they say there like, is food and beverage collaborations, no, but no, we'll it'll be see water and crackers, <laughs> and they should have like a, a cigarette and cocaine stand. Oh my! God. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't imagine what this is going to be like. But th this is going to be out there in California. Maybe. Maybe we'll try to go out and cover it. What a horrible idea! That I. Is. I can't even imagine how it's gonna. How it's gonna be? Can't imagine. <laughs> All right, Banks. Thanks as always for checking in with us and catching us up in the world of theme parks. Appreciate your time, sir. Of course, Ralph. Anytime. And every Wednesday here on the Ralph Report is a special day because we celebrate one hit wonders. It's the one hit wonder. One hit wonder. One hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's one hit wonder was suggested by Carly Smith. She wrote in asking for this one. Thank you, Carly. She said it's one of the few songs in pop music where a Brit sings with his British accent. And Steve Ashton was talking about this on Ask a Brit. Usually they sort of flatten the yeah. accent out to be sort of more acceptable. These guys did not do that. The band is from Cinderford, Gloucestershire in the UK. That's a mouthful. It is indeed. They came to prominence at the beginning of the 1990s. Their initial eight-year run as a band went from 1989 to 1997. This was their first single off their first studio album. It reached number three on the UK singles chart. It was a number one hit here in America, and it was a hit all over the world. It was everywhere. It sure was, and still is in a lot of ways. You can still hear this song. As I teased at the beginning of the show, it's one of the few pop songs I know of that samples Andrew Dice Clay and a Black Panther. We'll get into that in a minute. But the song <laughs> is off their album Schubert Dip, which also went to number three in the UK albums chart. The band's name is taken from an acronym of a fan club of the band New Order. We just played some of them during the birthdays. Uh, the name of the fan club was Epsom Mad Funkers, and they shortened it to EMF. The song is unbelievable. Now, when I say they sampled uh, Andrew Dice Clay, that, oh, yeah. at the beginning, that's Dice. And he was huge at that time. Yes. He was, he was huge. He was a monster. It was wise of them to include yeah. him. You don't hear it so much when you listen to the whole song because you're not really listening for it. But when you know what you're listening for, you absolutely can recognize him. The second sample that you, they use that almost no one catches is audio from a member of the Black Panther Party saying, what the fuck? So if you ever listen to the song carefully, it goes, oh, what the fuck? You can hear that in the background right. of it. Now, that has played on radio, yeah. has been used in commercial themes, has been used on television and in films, and no one has ever bothered to edit that. We played it in my high school. It was my high school song, it's, my senior year song. It's pretty buried. Yeah. No one really hears it, <laughs> unless you do what I did, which was to strip away all the music and just leave the vocals. So here's, here's Unbelievable by EMF. Just the vocal track, everything else is stripped away, and you can definitely hear Andrew Dice Clay and then listen for the Black Panther member saying, What the fuck? You're unbelievable. You're so unbelievable. You're unbelievable. 
you know what's going on underneath oh, that man. song. Never been changed. That's hilarious. It's been used, I guess, I mean, how many TV shows, how many movies has that song played in? A ton. All it, over. A lot of fans of that song, however, were upset in the early 2000s when the Kraft Cheese Company decided to use that song to celebrate one of their new products. Did you remember that commercial? I do remember that. It was, we were just talking about cheddar cheese. It was a crumbled cheddar cheese that came in a bag so um, you didn't have to crumble it yourself. Unbelievable. It was crumbelievable, Eddie, is what it was. <laughs> Cheese crumbles. The crumb New Kraft crumbles. Intense nuggets of real Kraft cheese crumbled right off the block to give your favorite foods the big cheese taste you love. That big cheese taste that blows you away. The crumb believable. New Kraft oh. crumbles. Good. They're crumb believable. Oh, and yeah. try New Kraft crumbles and three cheese and mozzarella. They're wow. crumb believable. Oh my god! And then uh, <laughs> let's get ready to crumble. They had everything. Oh in my there. god! They threw everything together. We hated that our song was that was our senior year song too. How is this your senior year song? I, I don't. We wanted to be Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Much better. Which came out the same year, right? And we were like, uh, we were pissed, and some group of people, students that we didn't hang out with, elected that song, and we were pissed. <laughs> was it because no one could believe you were graduating? Yeah, that's from what high it was. School? It was absolutely, it's it was? unbelievable. We graduated from high school. Thank you, Carly, for that suggestion. That was today's one hit wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. That's it for today's show. Thanks so much for stopping by. Tomorrow, of course, is a Thursday. That means Ralph Sex University. Tomorrow, we're going to be discussing strip club etiquette. How to behave yourself in a strip club. We had a suggestion from a listener who said... uh, He's not that well-versed in the ways of strip clubs. He wants to make sure he doesn't make any bad moves. Yeah, you want to know what you're doing when you're going in. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Also, all the usual nonsense, Steve Ashton will be stopping by with Ask a Brit, in case you have any questions about the UK. And we'll be giving you all the details about the next upcoming live Ralph Report event. Can't wait. We're going to be doing another live Ralph Report on stage here in Southern California. We'll give you all the details, how you can get your tickets, and more information tomorrow on the Ralph Report. Come on back. I love you. I mean it. Bye.